Good morning, Pensacola. Andrew McKay and the Pensacola Morning News starts right now. Here on News Radio 92, 36 degrees. <laughs> Why? Why? All right, fine, whatever. It's going to be warmer eventually. Uh, it, it's always going to be warmer eventually, right? I mean, you know, if you wait long enough. Uh, Especially when you die. Yeah. Well, oh, hey. Wow. Wow. Oh, that was a hell joke. I'm <laughs> I sorry. I tortured yeah, you. Okay. No, okay. Sorry. Not you. Hey, I already lived in Phoenix. Hell's got nothing on me. <laughs> Seven. <laughs> That's not even an exaggeration. Uh, 7-11 here on News Radio 92.3. Yesterday, we heard from uh, Sheriff Bob Johnson. Uh, did a very, very brief press conference about the news related to Marcus Spanavello. Thank you and good morning. Thanks for coming out. This is a uh, great day for Santa Rosa County um, because we're getting a scumbag off the streets permanently. And he went through kind of the timeline of how we got here. So back on March 27, 2022, Cassie goes missing. On April 1st, we arrest Spanavello in Tennessee on an SRSO warrant for tampering with evidence, which is a felony third, and obstructing, which is a first-degree misdemeanor. The day after that, Cassie's body's discovered in Alabama. So, you know, that was the sort of the prelude. Um, and, of course, at the time, they had their suspicions, but they hadn't confirmed that she had passed away, obviously, and so you know some of that had to be discovered. And then it was into December when the FBI finally got involved. December twenty-two, excuse me, December twenty twenty-two, um, the FBI is called in. And then, as you saw yesterday, January twenty-fifth, Spanavello is indicted by the U.S. Attorney's Office, Northern District of Alabama, for kidnapping, resulting in death. Which the penalty for that is life in prison or the death penalty. And one of the things Sheriff Johnson knows is the value of having the FBI involved. If you think about it, I mean, you know, FBI gets involved five weeks later, we've got this charge. I really want to talk about the FBI. So I'm a 2010 graduate of the FBI National Academy, and I can tell you the resources they can bring to bear on a case are incredible. And so they get this case in December. And here we are in January, and this guy is either going to spend the rest of his life in prison or get the death penalty, which either one is well-deserved. Personally, I'd rather he spend his entire life in prison because that's going to be a miserable existence for him. And the death penalty would be too quick. That's just my personal opinion. It's kind of an interesting take. Um, I, so I, I'm a supporter of the death penalty. Um, I don't. I don't really have a view, I guess, one way or the other about which one is more awful for a person. And mostly because that's not how I think of the purpose of the justice system. Uh, I think of it as being, you know, what is the appropriate punishment for the crime? And death allows, it's the only way, honestly. I mean, you know, I actually wrote like an 11,000-word uh, essay on this one time, all of the different arguments related to capital punishment, pro and con. And um, to me, uh, the death penalty, the reason it's justified is because it's literally the only way why it's in the Bible. It's the only way that somebody who commits a murder can pay for their crime because their blood has to be shed in order to pay for the blood that they shed. 
It's. It, it, I know most of the people tend to think of capital punishment as being, you know, barbaric and retributive, and you're just trying to punish the person more. No, weirdly, uh, capital punishment is a way of honoring the personhood by allowing them to pay the only payment that they are capable of paying. I mean, just I, I know it's most people don't think about it that way, but that's the way I think about it. So I don't, and I, I don't, all the issues about deterrence, I think, are um, honestly, I don't think there's much of an argument to be made on that one for a variety of reasons. But I just thought it was an interesting comment for him to make, and I uh, just wanted to give you a little bit of my sort of thought on that subject. He says, uh, you know, I would have preferred to have all of this handled here, but of course, we want to see resolution one way or the other. I would have preferred to have it occur all in Santa Rosa County and him go through our court system. But because of several things I can't really discuss, that's not going to happen. But the main point is, is that Mr. Spanavello was never going to see the light of day again. And that's the most important thing, not only for, for uh, Carly or Cassie, but for the Carly family as well. And that's the main thing for us. Absolutely. And final thoughts that he had yesterday were, uh, you know, sort of message to family, message to the community. This is for Santa Rosa County and the family. That's the most important thing. Um, we're all getting closure. Usually we talk about the family getting closure, which always is the most important thing, but uh, we're all getting closure. And I, I think this sends a message as well. We'll do whatever it takes and go anywhere we need to go to solve a homicide. And that's the main, most important message. So if we have any idiots out there thinking about killing somebody, don't do it in the center of the county. That's all I can tell you, because you will get caught. Amen to that. 716 on News Radio 92.3. Candy's got traffic on the fives. And traffic is brought to you by Avalon HR. With everything going on, you need Avalon. And uh, we're watching, not seeing an accident uh, or, or anything, I say that. Uh, Westfairfield and Mobile Highway now showing a vehicle crash at the roadblock. That just popped up. Roadway is blocked. Use caution. That's Fairfield and Mobile Highway uh, near the Home Depot and the Walgreens right there. So caution and certainly caution wherever you are. I'm going to try to zoom in and see what direction. And right now it looks like a big old mess. But certainly if you uh, see something, certainly let us know. You can always call or text 437-1620. Is brought to you by Avalon HR. With everything going on, you need Avalon. News Radio 92.3, informative, local, dependable. You're getting ready to buy that next vehicle, Frontier Motors. Uh, I recommend them. Dave Ramsey recommends them. The bumper stickers, license plate frames, and just all the people you talk to <laughs> recommend them. Uh, and people have fantastic experiences there. Uh, I'll tell you one thing, okay? I say they serve the community, and I don't say those words lightly. I never say a you know, thing I don't mean, okay? So Frontier, for example, one of the things they do, it's a little thing but it's just kind of an illustration of how they think about their business is when you go to look at the price of the car, it's going to have a sheet with all of the everything, like the tax, the title, the tags, the, I mean, everything bottom line out the door price at the bottom. That's the only thing you ever talk about. That's the, the number on the check, essentially. There's no you know fiddling after that number is resolved. Attached to that sheet is a Carfax. And a Carfax report will tell you the vehicle maintenance repair history to the degree the people doing the repairs submit them to Carfax. You know, if uh, your cousin did the in-garage repair, you know what I mean? Like, it just they have to be reported for you to know. So Carfax is a good start. It doesn't necessarily tell you everything, but it'll always tell you things you didn't know. And that's why it's useful. I still recommend a used vehicle inspection by a good mechanic, okay, to, for a used car. But here's the point. If you're going to go buy it off a of Facebook marketplace or off somebody's corner lot or whatever somewhere, maybe they give you a Carfax. Maybe they don't. And if they don't... You just call Frontier and say, hey, can I have it? And they'll say, sure. And you'll be like, I don't even have to tell you I know Andrew McKay. No, it's good. Everybody gets it. <laughs> you know, not a special privilege for me. I mean, you can tell them if you want, but it's not special. Uh, and they'll give you the Carfax, and then you can learn. You say, why would they give you information to help you buy a car from somebody off Facebook Marketplace? Because they can. And they know it might be helpful. 
And that's it. They just want to make sure that people have the best ability to make good decisions that they're going to make. So when I say that Frontier has been serving the Pensacola community for more than 25 years behind that big buffalo on Beverly Parkway, I mean that. Mom, can we have some ice cream? I've got a better idea. Who wants to help me make something fun and healthy instead? Me, me. Eating smarter is easy and delicious. Interested in receiving healthy recipes and a whole lot more in your email? Then register at healthiestweightfl.com and learn more about all the small steps that you can take on the way to living healthy. This message is sponsored by the Ounce of Prevention Fund of Florida, the Florida Department of Health, the Florida Association of Broadcasters, and this radio station. Fox News personality Brian Kilmeade, 11 to 1. After Pap Talk with Jenna Barr on News Radio 923. Informative, local, dependable. Now I know. And knowing is half the battle. G.I. Joe! Um, uh, President Biden, according to research done by Fox, of course by Fox, uh, he d- commits about one gaffe per speaking engagement. I think that's light. <laughs> I think that's a little bit light. Yeah. Uh, he had a pretty funny one yesterday. He was talking in uh, Virginia. I think he was talking to Teamsters in this one. This isn't the gaffe. <laughs> it's just stage setting. This working? Yeah, it's working. How are you all doing? Please take a seat if you have one. <laughs> I said that thank you very much. I, uh, I said that uh, when I was seeking the nomination. I said, take a seat, everybody. And there wasn't a single chair in the place. <laughs> I said, that Biden really is stupid. He doesn't know it. Where's Doug? Congressman. He's around here somewhere. Come on, Doug. Where you at, Doug? Oh, there you are. And at this point, you don't really know, like, what's coming. You know, you're trying to, like, oh, this is a gaffe. What's, what's happening? Is, you know, is, did Doug have to duck out and take a phone call? Like, you know, what, what exactly is going on? Um, well, here's the explanation. Doug is um, an alias for Representative Don Beyer. <laughs> so, <laughs> Representative Don is his actual name, Buyer of Virginia, who the president is calling for. Where's Doug? Well, there might be one, <laughs> but that's that's not who you're thinking. Congressman. Yeah, Congressman Doug. I mean, Don Buyer. I said that Biden really is stupid. He doesn't know. Oh, him. come on. Don't be so hard on yourself, sir. 721 here on News Radio. Joe, 92. as long as he's healthy, Biden. Yeah, right? <laughs> working? Yeah, it's working. Is this working? Is this on? <laughs> oh my goodness um david wayne's in the newsroom with our headlines david yeah today is international holocaust remembrance day the united nations general assembly has designated january 27th the anniversary of the auschwitz death camp liberation in 1945 the u.n urging all of its member states to honor the six mil- million jewish victims of the holocaust Hasbro now laying off about a thousand people. The toy maker announcing those job cuts yesterday, along with a warning that uh, it's expecting weak holiday quarter results. And uh, former Pittsburgh Steelers linebacker Ryan Shazer now planning to market his own line of medical marijuana. 
Uh, he's joined the company Organic Remedies, launching the new Steel City Greats collection. He, of course, suffered a devastating spinal cord injury back in 2017 that ended his NFL career. Hmm. All right. Thanks for the update, David. 722 here on News Radio 90. I still got the mic. Yeah. <laughs> is this thing on? It's Sorry. not. It's <laughs> literally know. not. If Four, he makes a mistake, it's a stupid producer. Four three seven sixteen twenty. This we kind of talked about this a little bit with uh, Sam or not Samuel with um, Lisa Newell yesterday, and uh, because it wasn't a city golf precinct, it was a Santa Rosa County thing. But um, Jerry Cooey, uh, you know, friend of the show, uh, I know him personally. You know, he's been on the uh, the rap a couple of times. He um, he always talks. He's one of these guys who always talks at the uh, public comments. You know, he's always got something to say. And, um, and and sometimes they're very interesting. Okay, sometimes they're very useful. This, I thought, was a fascinating observation. I think I've heard him say this before. I don't remember. Uh, he says he says it a lot. But, I, I you know, here's, here was his, his comment the other day at the Santa Rosa County Commission meeting. As a board, I would like for you to encourage your state representatives and, and the consultants that work for us to work towards a different formula at the state level because... Our tourist is what's plugging up our roads, and we should be allowed to spend within reason bed tax dollars in order to make changes. The turn lane, the new traffic light, all the things that they are impacting us. See, that's a very interesting thought because, you know, the bed tax for tourists to come here is meant to be spent on things that promote tourism, right? And Visit Pensacola operates largely out of, you know, that's the, the sure. money kind of thing. I think, now that I say that, I want 93% sure that that's true for Visit. Anyway, the point is that's that money is supposed to go for tourism-related things. And Jerry's making the point that, why don't we spend some of that or why don't we get permission because we can't spend it. We have to get permission from the state to be able to spend some of that stuff on alleviating the congestion issues that tourism creates. He right. It's a perfect point. It, and and yeah. I think there's a great relationship between those two things. I agree. I fully support these local events. I go to a lot of them. The, the That's what they the, spend a lot of it on. Music events in the south end. Fantastic. Those are good. That helps local people. Fantastic. But we need a larger percentage of that being spent towards infrastructure. Thank you. Colton, right? Thank you, Jerry. I, I echo your comments. I, I've certainly had conversations with uh, a number of our local um, state elected officials about just that, that very same thing. I mean, if, if we've got tourists creating an impact, we should certainly be able to have, carve off some of that money and, and use it to, to address those impacts. And, and see, so, so when I was listening to them talk about it, we tend to think about the congestion caused by uh, people who visit our area uh, by tourists as being like the problem they should have to pay for. And I I don't disagree, but I was actually starting to think of it as this is a way to make their experience of our area better. Because if we can use the money they spend in bed tax in order to make the traffic work better when they are here and congesting it, then that's actually serving the purpose of tourism directly because it's not that it's, you know, sort of punishing them and fixing the problem they create that harms us. It's using their money to fix the problem that also harms them that makes their experience of our area less enjoyable. And that's really a direct benefit to tourism because, you know, you're helping them enjoy themselves better and not hate the fact that they had to come here and get stuck in traffic all day long. So I, I love I, I love the idea for it. 725 on News Radio 92.3. Candy's got traffic on the fives. And uh, watching that one accident, it's Fairfield and Mobile Highway. And it, I, I'm not sure if it's just regular traffic or just down to one lane. I'm showing a roadblock and I'm showing it's backing up, but it looks like 
typical backup stuff, uh, both sides of Fairfield and the other side of Mobile Highway. So, so on caution wherever you are. And certainly if you have traffic tips, text 437-1620. It's News Radio 92.3, informative, local, dependable. Thanks so much, Candy. And, and I know, by the way, I know Jerry was the one making the comment, but uh, what I picked up out of that conversation was that Colton Wright had said, you know, yeah, we're already working on that. You know, And a lot of times that's what you find is you come up with a good idea and then the, the people actually responsible are already working on that. And it's such a uh, reaffirmation that, you know, those folks, you know, sometimes they get ideas that they didn't have. And sometimes they're like, yep, that's good. We're working on it <laughs> already. It's already three weeks into the process. 726 here on News Radio 92.3. Um, <laughs> when I read this headline, I felt like this story was probably about me. Um, the headline is, I'm so hot. I need a $3,000 bodyguard because people won't stop flirting with me. <laughs> uh, yeah, it's not about me. Um, <laughs> so, you know, the, the, I I bet this woman who had uh, the post and, you know, she's sexy, appealing, whatever you want to call it. Um, you know, she had made this claim that she's spending all of this money. She's from Arizona because men won't stop hitting on her at the gym. God, I bet that's true. I don't. I never go to I like you'll never catch me dead inside of a gym like <laughs> I am not a it's gym it's not attendee. as bad as you think like I think you have a preconceived notion of gyms oh, it's no, not I've like been this in them I'm just you know in like a place lately? where you go to exercise on purpose yes I'm not going there they have well never mind we'll have that conversation <laughs> another time but I, I hear you because I'm like no that, but, but like I bet I bet and not just gyms but you know I mean why do they have the um uh, oh what is the women's only fitness club I just can't think of it off the top of my head I can't either but I know what you're talking yeah, about I, yeah you know why do you have that well for this reason right you know because you don't want to be judged you don't want to be seen you sure. don't want to you know all of that stuff so I bet uh, oh and this one hey I've got the card for those of you who are parents with kids to play you ready yeah. This is the, and I'm you know I'm I'm not joking. I'm I'm genuinely serious like I may have something here that's going to help you. So if you have kids and they play video games. In other words, if you have kids, okay? If, if you know, if you have kids who play video games, um here you go. This is this is the research that you want to give to them. Um they followed a whole bunch of gamers in 21 different um countries and people who were like competitive gamers. You know, the mm-hmm. esports kind of, you know, oh, specialize sure. in chess and esports in particular. And what they did is they took them and they they kept, you know, the uh, the one group who was the control group and then the other group was the experiment. And the experimental group was they had them exercise. Speaking of gyms and working out, they had them go through basic like just exercise, stretching, you know, very simple but physical exercise activity. And here's what they discovered. The gamer's cognitive function improved by 10% on average. Problem-solving abilities increased by 9%. Short-term memory increased by 12%. And processing speed, not of the computer, but of the human, and alertness by 10%. In other words, minimal physical exercise boosts, and none of this is breaking. We've known this for, you know, 50 years at least. But still, minimal physical activity and exercise boosts performance on video games. So, if you've got kids who like to play video games and you have trouble getting them outside to exercise Mm -hmm. tell them this you know you'll be able to win more if we do a little bit of exercise that's every day. That's true. You can shoot more fake people or <laughs> fake aliens exactly or whatever. That's right. You can do better, um, you know, death kill dances or whatever. There you go. Uh, and, 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 also, and also, just as a by the way, 
the significance of physical activity within the school setting because mm-hmm. getting physical activity makes your brain work better. So just, a, you know, That's just a, you can find a way to nudge that into your conversation if you have kids who play video games and don't ex- exercise enough. Uh, the participants went from doing less than 30 minutes of exercise a week to 150 minutes for the entire week. Which is really not that much. You know, that's like uh, 20 minutes a day or 30 mm-hmm. minutes if you're doing it, you know, five sure. days a week. So there you go. There's your there's your little uh, persuasion your card. card. And Curves is the, uh, somebody texted that and, in. That's and, the ladies gym. Oh, Curves. Thank right. you. Yeah. And international gaming rankings improved by 75%. And their confidence went up as well. So just, it's, not a, it's not an insignificant thing. David Wayne will have your uh, local news coming up next after Fox. News. I'm Lillian Wu. Authorities in Memphis are bracing for potential protests in response to the expected video release tonight of the encounter between Tyree Nichols and police, which led to his death. Anticipating the tape could trigger civil unrest with Memphis police chief giving this warning. This incident was heinous, reckless and inhumane. And in the vein of transparency, when the video is released in the coming days, you will see this for yourselves. The Nichols family's legal team has seen the footage and they say it shows the five officers beating Tyree for three minutes. He died in the hospital three days after the incident. That's Fox's Brooke Singman. And Novak Djokovic headed to the Australian Open finals again after defeating unseated American Tommy Paul in straight sets. This will be Djokovic's 10th Australian Open final. America's listening to Fox News. Good morning, 731 News Radio 92.3. Starting to warm up a few degrees anyway. We've got 43 degrees now. Partly cloudy skies in Pensacola. A 22-year-old Pensacola man charged for his alleged role in a shooting on 9th Avenue and Blunt Street earlier this month. 22-year-old Taziah Dixon charged with principal to attempted murder and discharging a firearm from a vehicle. Investigators say 25 shots were fired at a man that was waiting on a red light January 1st. Dixon now held in the Escambia County Jail. Two California residents arrested near the state line charged with human trafficking in Baldwin County Wednesday. The sheriff's office says 20-year-old Benjamin Sapp, 22-year-old Brianna Chathanam were in a car with an 18-year-old woman when deputies stopped that vehicle on I-10. Sapp reportedly had an active warrant on a prostitution-related charge out of Texas. The 18-year-old woman had a broken collarbone and visible lacerations and bruising. Investigators say both of the women had been operating as prostitutes, but the two suspects were transporting and profiting from her. We're starting to uh, hear more now from the Pensacola business owner at the center of the latest arrest involving Jesse Lacoste, the local contractor accused of taking money from local homeowners uh, for work that he never completed and sometimes never started. Speaking with Channel 3, Tyler Wynn says he hired Lacoste to do construction work for his new business, paid $184 thousand dollars we are in huge you know credit card debt now because i mean we all the money that i had worked for and that you know my dad left me after he passed it's, it's all gone you know jesse just took it and did not want to do the work and lacoste was arrested uh, earlier this week and charged with three counts of larceny one count of fraud when says lacoste was ordered to pay back over two hundred thousand dollars police in abmore investigating a report of gunshots fired near west side park this week Investigators say they found several spent casings in the street near the park. One home in uh, on West Nashville Avenue was hit by the bullets. A local bond agent tells police that he might know who was involved. Police still working to identify the suspect.
Well, it's the perfect time of year to adopt a new dog. The Escambia County Department of Animal Welfare waiving adoption fees for dogs at the shelter, and that's effective today through February 4th. And all of those adoptions will include a, uh, either spay or neutering, a microchip, heartworm test, and all needed vaccinations. Uh, county residents, though, will have to pay the $11 licensing fee. A convicted felon arrested after falling asleep at a gas pump recently, being found with drugs and weapons. Now, that happened at the Cumberland Farm Station on New Warrington Road. Employees reported a car had been at a gas pump for several hours, but they didn't see anybody inside. Deputies responded. They say they found 37-year-old James Nunnally asleep in the driver's seat. Deputies talked with Nunnally. They saw a bullet on the floorboard and knives in the vehicle. When they searched the man, they say that they found bags of meth and marijuana. Nunnally had six prior felony convictions. A contractor selected to make upgrades at the intersection of Wallace Lake Road and Chamukla Highway. Uh, That's as the new Wallace Lake School is set to open later on this year. C.W. Roberts Contracting submitted the lowest bid. The Santa Rosa County Commissioners opted to go with three trade consultants instead. Some decisions are really easy. And when somebody doesn't do good work, whether it's a mechanic on your car or a carpenter in your house, you don't call them back when you've got an even more important job C.W. Roberts bid $1,015,000 for the project. Three trades bid came in at over $1,297,000. 7.35, it's News Radio 92.3. Let's get a look at your traffic on the fives with Candy. All right, traffic on the fives brought to you by Executive Landscaping. Watching an accident at Fairfield and Mobile Highway, and it looks like that has been cleared now, so you shouldn't have any problems. Uh, Ambassador Drive and Embassy Street in America Avenue. Looks like just off 98 and Gulf Breeze showing an accident, but it looks like that has been cleared as well. This is brought to you by Executive Landscaping. Big enough to do the job and certainly small enough to care. You can reach out for a no-cost uh, estimate, 250-3756. That's 250-3756. If you see an accident or have a traffic tip, text 437-1620. It's News Radio 92.3, informative, local, dependable. Another chilly day out there today with temperatures warming up near 56 degrees for your high in the afternoon. Mostly sunny skies, lows overnight dropping near 42. Slight warm up as we go into Saturday, mostly sunny skies, high near 62. Saturday night temperatures dropping near 52 degrees. As we go into Sunday, rain will return. 90% chance of showers with a high near 68 degrees. Saturday night temperatures dropping near 54. This is Brooke Richardson from the First Morning Weather Center. It's partly cloudy and 42 in Pensacola, 43 in Gulf Breeze and 36 in Milton. Your next news at 8 o'clock. Breaking news anytime. I'm David Wayne. News Radio 92.3. Informative. Local. Dependable. I'm Jennifer Kashinka with your Money Now. The Biden administration is moving to block mining upstream of the Boundary Waters Canoe Area of northern Minnesota for 20 years, opting to protect a pristine wilderness over allowing production of minerals that could help fuel a potentially cleaner future. The administration last year canceled two federal mineral rights leases held by Twin Metal Minnesota LLC. The latest could kill the company's planned underground copper nickel mine. Twin Metal said it would continue to fight the cancellation. Tesla says it is shelving plans for a second assembly line at its Shanghai Gigafactory as the electric vehicle manufacturer struggles with increased demand and growing domestic competition. The company says it does not expect to increase volume in the near term since its Shanghai factory has been successfully running near full capacity for several months. The comments came after reports earlier this month that Tesla put plans for another assembly line on hold after it failed to receive approval from Chinese authorities. 
On Wall Street Futures Lower, that's your money now. Things keep getting bigger and better at Daryl Sewing of Pensacola. Daryl Sewing is the largest sewing machine dealer in the Pensacola area, offering a variety of sewing machines, sergers, and embroidery systems, plus a large selection of sewing machine furniture, craft supplies, and fabrics. Financing is available, too. Call them today, 850-438-5444. Daryl Sewing, located at 6705 North Davis Highway, between Creighton and Burgess. Online at sewinginpensacola.com. Each Sunday at 7.30 a.m., the Bible Baptist Bookstore of Pensacola, Florida brings you Theological Seminar with teacher Peter S. Ruckman, founder and president of the Pensacola Bible Institute. He will teach you what the Bible says about the subject, not merely what it is presumed to teach. Tune in this Sunday at 7.30 a.m. for Theological Seminar with Dr. Peter S. Ruckman, brought to you by Bible Baptist Bookstore on News Radio 92.3 a.m. 1620. news team. The Baldwin County Sheriff's Office says despite the rough and wooded terrain, they were able to quickly locate the two Navy pilots who were forced to eject from their T-6B Texan II trainer. Sheriff Huey Mack says after the pilots ejected, heavy wind gusts blew their parachutes a good distance away from where the plane crashed. The pilots are assigned to training Air Wing 5 out of NAS Whiting Field. On News Radio 92.3, informative, local, dependable. Good morning, 739, News Radio 92.3, cold, 36. Yeah. <laughs> Although uh, Kate Meehan, who is uh, our pop culture editor at DailyBoom.net, joins us every Friday at this time, is in New Jersey. Uh, it's probably colder there, or it has been recently, so I won't uh, make too much of a deal about it. Kate, welcome back to the Pensacola Morning News. Good morning. Would, is, is 36 colder or warmer than where you are right now? Um, I think it's about the same. Okay. Yeah, ours will get warmer faster, though, I think. <laughs> Sorry. Yes. <laughs> hey, so I don't know. I know you are major into the concerts, the touring. I mean, you've put together, you know, a award-winning documentary about this and written about this. So I am very curious to hear your perspective on not just the Senate Inquisition on Ticketmaster, but like the system and remedies to it. I don't know what remedies exist for it, but I do know that trying to get tickets has become more and more impossible. Um, and the bigger the show is, the bigger the artist it is, the harder it gets. Now, I mean, is that just a byproduct of, you know, a venue only holds 80,000 people at max if you're doing a football field or something? Is it just that we have such a big country with so many people or is there some other problem here that, you know, that it really is a structural issue in the way Ticketmaster operates? There's definitely a structural issue. I know that I tried to get Madonna tickets yesterday morning. I was in line before tickets went on sale. So, like, when they open up the queue... At 10 o'clock on the nose, I had 900 people ahead of me, and it's an 18,000-seat venue, and by the time I got in at 10.03, there was like one section left, and the seats were $800. Wow. So Three minutes later, three three minutes later, 900 people deep, three minutes later, one section was available. Yes. But but do the math on that. 18,000 seats, only 900 people ahead of me. 
it's bots going in and buying all the tickets and then reselling them for even more. That's really the problem. Right. I mean, that's, I mean, quick math is 20 tickets a person. It's, that's not happening. People aren't buying 20 tickets, right? It's right. Huh. So, so help me out because again, I, I said this yesterday when we were talking about this that um, I haven't paid to go to a concert in a long time. Uh, you know, we're talking like uh, Rolling Stones, <laughs> you know, era Robert Plant. Like that's when I saw concerts. Is it how does it work? You sit there and you get in a digital queue, but then the bots that can spam hammer the the servers, they can man- manage to get ways in. I mean, how does it? What is the issue? The, well, they put you in a waiting room. Okay. And you are sitting in the digital waiting room until the tickets officially go on sale. And then you're in a queue waiting to go in to access what's available. And even, I'm going to say before COVID, just a couple of years ago, it was a totally different situation. You know, if you were in queue five minutes after tickets went on sale, you had a great selection. You know, even if people went in and bought ahead of you, even if they bought, and usually there's a limit. You can only buy so many at one time. So there's definitely something very, very wrong right now with okay. their methods, and they should be in hearings. They should be regulated. Things do have to change. So, and you said, I know you said you were kind of, you weren't sure what the change could be, but do you have any suggestions? As Again, as somebody who's very much in the know and a user of and an expert on all of this, is there anything you would recommend? I think there definitely has to be limitations to how many you can buy at one time. And they say that they have those limits in place, but it doesn't appear to be really that way because if they really had those in place, a bot couldn't get in and buy more than four tickets at a time. So they need strict limits. Or, you know, there has to be something where if you want to buy more than that, you get kicked out and you have to go back in. Right. There are ways that they can structure it. That would definitely help, you know, your everyday working class people to get the tickets to see their favorites. Yeah, and it's so it seems to me like the argument on behalf of the fans, which would I would think also be the argument on behalf of the bands, is you want your people to be happy. Like happy customers are the ones who, you know, are the long term source of everything that you do. And if they're eternally pissed off at you, you know, that can't be a good recipe for business success, would would be my thought. Um <laughs> The bands are furious. The bands are actually furious because, you know, their most diehard fans can't get access yeah. to see them live. And even fan club members are getting kicked out. So the bands are most happy. The artists are not happy with how Ticketmaster is doing things. Is is there a realistic alternative? As in, like, could bands form their own co-op of ticket sales and venue access? Or, I, mean, is, it, it, I mean, it seems like that would be quite a ways down the road to accomplish, but... Are we on the verge of them trying to do something like that? We are on the verge of things like that. There are some different ticket sellers that you can go through that are credible. There are some instances where bands say, hey, we're not using Ticketmaster or Live Nation. We're using this over here. Mm-hmm. You know, So they are definitely starting to find alternatives. Yeah, so it's just kind of interesting to me because like I, the only tickets I really ever purchase are sporting tickets. And for the longest time, you know, Major League Baseball and the NFL and the NBA and everybody else who does these things, you know, they really resisted the resale market and they tried to squash it and squash scalpers and all of that. And then StubHub came along and they were resistant for a long time. And eventually they just said, uh, screw it, we're going to do StubHub for everything. We're going to be a part of this solution. And StubHub is fantastic. Like, it's super useful. It gets you the solution you want. The tickets are at the right price. It just seems like, you know, if sports has figured this out, why can't music? 
Well, that's just it. And I mean, I mean, yesterday, honestly, when I couldn't get in, I jumped over to StubHub to look at the going prices there because yeah. that is becoming the alternative for even music fans. Oh, okay. So StubHub really is the alter is is possibly the uh, format. Of course, it well exists with a lot of structure in place. Okay, all right, fair enough. Hey, hang on for for just a second, Kate, because I wanted to ask you something else that's become a news item this week about Netflix. But uh, Candy's got traffic on the fives. Lillian Highways uh, backed up a little slow. I think it's just regular traffic. I'm not showing an accident, but it is uh, backed up. It looks like from Dog Track all the way back to Little Creek Drive, and that is heading. Uh, eastbound there. So a caution, as you know, wherever you are, I'm not showing any accidents. Uh, traffic tips, text 437-1620, News Radio 92.3, informative, local, dependable. Thanks so much, Candy. Back to Kate Meehan, our pop culture editor at dailyboom.net. Oh, and just one final thought on this. Somebody texted me and said, uh, just go back to in-person sales at the concert event, which I, I said this yesterday, and I know Wanda Sykes had commented on this too, like, I mean, that would bring back the nostalgia of the pain of suffering, but at least you'd get the tickets. You know, that that would actually be a solution if you just eliminated all the online. Uh, maybe. I don't know. Um, window yeah go to the window make sure you got a guy who types fast um <laughs> netflix has said that they are finally finally going to end password sharing by the end of march and really cut down on it what's your thoughts are they gonna my, i don't know if they're gonna be able to right like how do they stop you from what on your phone or on your laptop or going over to somebody else? how do they prevent that um and and the distinguishing <laughs> between that and somebody else just using it at their home well, here's what Spotify does. Spotify, if you want to set up an account through like a family situation yeah. where they give you like six sub accounts, your GPS has to ping at the exact address in order to have that account created and in existence. So you've got to be in the same, the same physical address. So if Netflix does something like that, where, you know, you've got to be in your house and then you can go anywhere because you've been logged in and you're, you know, you're, clearly with that account yeah but aside from that i don't know how else they could do it so so basically it wouldn't be the use over time of the account at a location it would be the creation of that account in a location in the beginning is that right that how it works for spotify yeah i think what they would probably end up doing is you know if you have the family account you create it at one location and then when your kids break off and they get the sub account yeah. or you know your husband or wife they'll probably just make sure that you are still in that same geographical physical address when that sub account is validated because okay. if they exist already they're going to have to go in and revalidate them so i think that's how they'll end up doing it yeah, interesting. And of course, you know, uh, with all of the money that Netflix has been losing and then also spending on all of its productions, uh, the initial wave of it's okay to share because it's just marketing, <laughs> you know, that's getting people hooked on the product, try it for free for a while, and now we're going to make you pay for it. But they're up against all of the competition, right? All of the other services. And people start to ask that question, you know, Netflix is great at free. Uh, is it great at, you know, 10 or $15 a month? And, you know, we'll see. Uh, Kate Meehan, she is our pop culture editor, dailyboom.net. We always talk with you on a Friday. Kate, as always, thanks for joining us. Uh, I super appreciate the insights. Thank you. 749 on News Radio 923. If you are a business owner and you love working with employee benefits, and I know part of you, you're probably thinking, like, who's weird like that? You know, there's one. 
you know, there's somebody who's running the HVAC company and like their hobby is playing with insurance benefits. Like that's kind of fun for them because they're super nerdy and that's fine. Okay. The world needs that kind of thing. But for most of you, you got into business doing, you know, medical or legal or auto or whatever, because you didn't want to have to deal with all of that stuff. And now you have to do it because you're growing, which is good. And you have to figure out the best dental vision, life, disability, human resources, uh, all of that. stuff. okay. Call Torgers and Causey. Because, I mean, they'll take this as a compliment. They are those nerds. Like, <laughs> they love doing that. They got into a business that requires that because they enjoy it. And they're really good at it. They started working with us a couple of years ago at uh, News Radio and Cat Country. And I know other people that have worked with them as well. And just fabulous. Really, really good. Very responsive. And they gave us options that made our life better, gave us control over which plan. We like all of that. For more than 20 years, Torgerson Causey has been helping business owners just like you. And then obliga- there's no obligation. If they look at your stuff, it's you know no obligation if they just review what you're doing. 433-9996 or check them out online at tcbenefitsgroup.com. Looking to start a career or change your current career? Pensacola State College is the place for you. Choose from short-term, high-demand career and technical education programs ranging from commercial vehicle driving to medical assisting. Call 850-484-2000. Are you looking to start your education or to change careers? Pensacola State College is the place for you. We offer bachelor's degrees, two-year degrees, career certificates, and more, ranging from nursing to welding. Apply today. PensacolaState.edu. Kristen Longley of Impact 100 Pensacola Bay Area, a women's philanthropic organization. Since 2004, Impact 100 has awarded over $15 million with 100% benefiting nonprofit organizations in our community. Ladies 18 years of age, if you're interested in joining our community focus group, please attend a meet and mingle event. For details, visit impact100pensacola.org. Tune in to News Radio Pensacola on the FM dial at 92.3 and 95.3. Listen on the AM dial at 1620. The corporations finance Team America. And then Team America goes out and the corporations sit there in their in their corporation buildings and and, and see that they're all corporation-y and they make money. didn't even know just how badly you needed Eddie Rabbit this morning. Oh, man. I haven't heard this since eight tracks were, I mean, I'm 29, but. I'm driving my life away. Oh, yeah. Waiting for a better day or whatever. on News Radio 92.3. I'm Andrew McKay. That's Candy. David Wayne is in the newsroom with our headlines. David? The Republican National Committee will be electing a new leader today. RNC Chairwoman Ronna McDaniel seeking her uh, fourth term. She's being challenged by Attorney Harmeet Dillon and MyPillow founder Mike Lindell. The video of the interaction between Memphis Police and Tyree Nichols will be released sometime today. This uh, It should be this evening after 6 p.m. Tennessee Bureau of Investigation Director David Roush 
called the video uh, absolutely appalling. And uh, nearly half of the states across the country uh, reportedly are rooting for the Bengals to make it to the Super Bowl this year. Twitter fans support hashtag data compiled by Bet Online, showing people in 23 states want Cincinnati to advance. The AFC uh, seeing the most support nationwide in other 19 states pulling for Kansas City. All right, there you go, David. Thanks so much for the update. 7:53 on uh, News Radio 92.3. Oh, I thought this was interesting. It was, um, it, it was. Uh, we knew this, but people were still acting like it was somehow news. And it, I guess it was if you get confirmation of something that you already know. So you know TikTok, which um, one of the problems with TikTok is that it doesn't work like other social media platforms. TikTok basically chooses what's going to be what's going to be popular. They put into your feed, and not like they look at the stuff you've looked at and they have this complicated algorithm that's designed to give you more of the things you're interested in. No, I mean, they pick the things that are going to be popular. And don't get me wrong, it's not like they're bad at it. They pick things that you know people do enjoy. Obviously, TikTok's very popular. Uh, if it weren't popular, they wouldn't have to be trying to ban it, <laughs> right? You know, you don't have to ban things that don't work. That's true. But the uh, news had come out that there's a thing called a heating button, H-E-A-T-I-N-G, a heating button which bypasses that algorithm and is designed to promote certain things and enhance their presence in your feed whenever the uh, folks who ha- uh, use that at the uh, at TikTok. So for example, Forbes had looked into this and they said that six Six people, okay? Six people, current and former employees of TikTok and the Chinese-owned company ByteDance um, can artificially expand the reach of specific videos. So you basically have the algorithm and the six people, the Politburo of TikTok, <laughs> where they're figuring out which things do we want to heat and promote and which things do we want to not promote, which, again, this is not news because we already knew that. But, uh, for example, um, heated videos make up 1% to 2% of the daily video views. And one per, one to two percent for a single item, like one out of a hundred things or two out of a hundred things that people are watching to be a single item is an enormous number for a social media platform like this. It, it might not sound all that significant, but it is. Um, for example, point zero zero two percent regularly of other content that you make like so it's a thousand times more popular wow i mean it's a lot it's a lot which is yeah that's that's the point they they enhance the uh the probability that you're going to see something by uh you know 500 a thousand two thousand times it's amazing 755 on news radio 92 3 uh candy's got traffic on the fives and it's brought to you by tops appliance in milton gulf beach highway not showing any delays burgess and olive clear and davis highway also clear from the i-10 overpass through creighton brennan uh, fairfield uh tops appliance they uh feature freezers and refrigerators dishwashers ranges Watchers and dryers from GE, Hotpoint, Speed Queen, and more. Top supplies at Highway 90 in Milton. Traffic tips text 437 1620. It's News Radio 923, informative, local, dependable. Thanks so much, Candy. If you are uh, Irish and a child, you'll like this. <laughs> and, and even if you're not Irish, but for the rest of the world, it's something to think about. Uh, the president, Michael Higgins in Ireland, has actually called publicly for an ending of homework. Oh, that's awesome. <laughs> I just got reelected. No. <laughs> you know, right? right. Like um so he he basically says it was in one of these like Q&As with the kids, okay? And when asked his opinion of homework, he said, uh, "I think myself really that the time at home and the time in school is an educational experience and it should get finished at the school and people should be able to use their time at home for other creative things." 
It's it's always like I know I'm probably going to anger some teachers, but there are some teachers who will be with me on this. Um, homework, especially in the younger grades like K through eight. Okay, we could have a conversation about high school and college is, of course, a completely different setup. Like, think of just to understand where the argument comes from. Think about how college is set up. You go to school for three hours, and you typically the historical formula is that you would do two hours of out of class work for every hour in class, because at college you're not supposed to need the hand holding, right? You're supposed to be able to do the reading, do the learning, do the research on your own. And it always works out like that. Yeah, and that's exactly how most people <laughs> don't do it. But that's what it's supposed yeah. to be. That's why, for example, you know, uh, 15 hours is considered a full-time load. Might be lower these days. When I went to school, that's what it was. Because that would be 45 hours of work a week. Is it 12 these days? Yeah. It it was 12 when you went to school, too, by the way. But we all did did 20. Anyway. Well, yeah. Um, So, but but that's a, you know, and, you know, some weeks it's more and some weeks it's less. And for some people it's more depending on, okay, all, all true. But the premise is. You're doing a lot of the learning outside of the class experience, and the class experience is meant to congeal and coalesce and allow for discussion and, you know, points of wisdom from the professor, all that kind of stuff, instead of being the primary learning environment. Well, then think about school, where the kid's at school for, what, six and a half, seven hours a day, typically. That should be enough. You know, that should be enough where the kids are being taught and practicing and doing it. And and listen, as a traditionalist, I'm not... You know, I'm I'm torn on this because I understand the argument and I do believe in it, but I also did homework at home. And a lot of the homework I did at home was the, you know, copy the word 10 times, learn how to spell, do the math problem 20 times, learn how to do math. I I get that. But the argument he's making is, look, there's a cost in having them do a lot of homework. I know it drives parents crazy. Like, you got them for seven hours. You do that part. I need to do the parenting and activities and you know, we need to do prayer and spiritual formation and we need to have time to relax and just to play games and all that kind of stuff. So anyway, that was his uh, his comment. He's now waded into what has been a long-standing conversation about whether homework should be banned. And uh, according to the Irish Mirror, which is the um, the newspaper that had published this, he said that when asked their readership, 98% said yes. <laughs> Ban homework. 98%. 57,440 uh, readers voted yes. 1,200 voted no. That's a landslide that of support. That is a support. huge landslide, yeah. And again, I know that in some environments, uh, you know, maybe it's less practical with some subjects or whatever, but just a thought for the way school is being structured that at least the Irish president is in favor of. We'll be back.